And this is the Nobody Talks Shaduchim podcast, episode 24, Svartik and Ashkenaz. Is it interracial? Can the dating work? Does it work? There are a lot of things that come to mind when you are Ashkenaz or when you're a Svartik and you're thinking of dating the other kind of race. And just for you to know, Avery has left the building. He's actually not in this episode. With me today, we have three amazing people who have each their own different Shidduch journey, and I'd like to welcome Fifi. Hi, AJ. Leah. Hi. And I have Paige here. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Wow. That was a nice response, you know. <laughs> don't you feel like Fifi on a date, you know, you get that? It's hey, how you qu- doing? They just don't continue the conversation. Yeah, it's one of those difficult questions course. just to get the conversation started. It is very <laughs> difficult to say the least. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special message from Avery that we're about to play. It's not on. Oh, they're not on. That's, this is, Whoa! now it's vintage Avery. You're like, oh my God. It's vintage Avery because you've our been, equipment at the beginning get, sucked and now it sucks too. You've been too. gone like one week. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Oh, here we go. Okay. Now I'm good. All right. So after 23 episodes and a full year of doing the podcast, you know, at the beginning, I decided that once we started the podcast, I wanted to be on and I wanted to do it and I wanted to help people and help myself and really do it as a challenge for myself because I thought it would be more of a way to express yourself and learn how to speak to people through dating, through getting your opinion out there. And it's something that, you know, I looked at as a challenge. I wanted to do it, get it done, do a podcast, see how it sounds, see if I can actually do it. And after 23 episodes, we've had, you know, thankfully 23,000 listens and, you know, we got a lot of good messages a lot of hate messages that came, especially when it comes to macaroons and things like that. And uh, shaitel raids. And shaitel raids. But at the end of the day, um, I'm deciding to leave the podcast on the air. I will still be involved off the air um, as a producer or a role that we still you know, are trying to figure out. But you know, I have some other ventures that I you know, obviously have to devote more time to. And uh, it's been an epic run. And I'd like to thank IJ for putting up with my shenanigans. I'd like to thank our yes. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'd like to thank our sponsors for putting some dough in my wallet and paying for my last 25 dates. And I just want to leave a message to the people out in the Shidduch world and to myself as well, that sometimes when you're in a quote unquote, bad place, you know, or a tough spot or having a hard time in life. I think there's two ways to look at it. You know, life could be good in terms of it's, it's what you make of it. Life is suffering. Life is hard. Shidduch dating is hard. Making decisions about Shidduchim are hard. Making decisions about life and work is hard. And it's going to be hard, you know, whether you do something or you don't do it. And either way, you know, you're going to face a challenge. I think, putting yourself out there, doing something that is out of your comfort zone. Like me doing this podcast was so out of my comfort comfort zone. Ask anyone. It really was. It really was. And I think I learned a lot from For it. For those of you who've tracked Avery's Instagram account, <laughs> like you could see this yeah. guy is not. Exactly. But now he does. He had it. Now he, now he has it. Yep. So. Yep. So like, like I said, it's just challenge yourself to do something out, out of your comfort zone. Like, like I said, if it's, if it's, going out with somebody that you think is out of your league, developing a relationship with someone long-term, maybe telling your parents that 
you know, this is the way you want to go about dating or not involving them as much or doing something, whether it's an aspirational career choice or, you know, going for something like that. I think it's really, you know, apropos to challenge yourself with something that can be meaningful and will help you long-term and grow. So, kol tov, hatzlacha to everybody out there. And just to give you guys an idea of uh, our guest host today, we have Leah representing the Spartak community. Welcome, Leah. We are so happy to have you. And Pedro Fifi representing the Ashkenazi community. Many years of dating experience, dated Svard, uh, and have so much to offer and share. And we're looking forward to hearing it from them. Okay, Svartak and Ashkenazi dating, interracial. Are there barriers? What it's like to be Ashkenazi? Do you have to go to their Mimunaf, their Moroccan? Identifying the culture specifically. What's with the Rav? What's with the Rebison? Do you have to go to a Kabbalist? A lot of things on this topic, and I have experience in Shidduch dating because I am Ashkenaz and I have dated Svartak, and Svartak girls are a certain way, and they're a different way. Aside from being a woman, a many other Ashkenazi mm-hmm. girls in the best way. Well, you know what? I'm indifferent about whether it's good or bad. Like there are just a lot of cultural barriers that many people have. And that's where you find any way around the world. Like if you're going to China, if you're going to uh, Florida, Florida, I mean, I mean, Florida people just drive around in golf carts all day. There are certain things like you could actually miss from who you are, what you've experienced. And how do you bring that into the relationship? Are there really barriers? Um, I could start, I guess, because I'm the Sparty rep here. I think there are barriers. I mean, but there really shouldn't be. I personally wouldn't just date like a, just a Sparty guy. And I wouldn't just date a Sparty guy that's Moroccan. Like I probably would go out with a Persian or a Syrian or, but it just really depends on your own preference, I guess. But I think there are, and I don't think there should be though. And of course. I don't think there should be either. I don't think anyone really. I disagree. You know, oh, there well, be. Paige. <laughs> wow. You know what? Secretly, Paige, I think I might agree with you. No, Paige, <laughs> what's up? What is the disagreement? Because I mean, in terms of this is the conversation. There be barriers or not? I think Whether, that. Yeah. Well, kind of um, piggybacking off what you started with in terms of culture differences. I think that's a big deal, and marriage is the rest of your life. You're hoping so to go from one culture to another. Yeah, it's it's a big deal and something to think about before you just jump in. And there's plenty of uh, you know Svardim for Svardim and Ashkenaz. Guys and girls. No, quick catch, quick catch, because I think it, That's it's, just my opinion. it's absolutely mm-hmm. an overwhelming realization. I mean, ubiquitous, when people say Ashkenazi girl with a Sparta girl, they could be more submissive. I oh, mean, I was going to mention that they're there are looking different for styles. more, yeah. there are different styles. I mean, an yeah. Asvartic man is usually absolutely. looking for more of a compliant woman to be with. By the way, that's not, that's not just exclusive for being Sephardic. You can find in the Ashkenazi you know, side men like that. Obviously, that's not the conventional or status quo most people. Like, you'll find a small percentage or maybe a large percentage, but overall, it's not part of the persona or the repertoire of the Ashkenazi people. <laughs> Fifi, you got a lot. You're looking at me like... I was going to say that you also got the the type that the Sephardi Israeli where they have a kind of like a sassy uh, attitude where they're like, you know, they say what they mean and they speak what they uh, want, you know, 
It's like kinda, a whole nother culture because that's right. Israeli. And some people like that. You know, right. they want that like... Uh, and that could come off uncouth in many ways. Let's say it's a Sephardic guy who's who's born and raised in one of these urban city areas and he's now going out with some girl from the Upper West Side who's, you know, very, uh, very classy and uh, very formal, has more of a colloquial education. Right. So now, like, she not, she's not used to that. And that right there is something that has to be approached. Like that's, you know, they're not used to that, but could it be good or bad? You know, do you like that? Is that a preference? It's definitely a culture shock for some people. Like I feel like when they hear Sparty girl, they automatically think like pushy and very like a little bit, um, I can't get depends, the word. Depends on the type though. There's the Sparty that are like that. Like and then there's the Sparty that are more <laughs> like, you know, like what you were saying, IJ, a little more, you know, passive, a little more like, you know, f- go with the flow. Everything's okay. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you sure. have both types. So it's kind of sure. interesting to think like they have the side that, you know, comes off as like, you know, I got my attitude. I got my like way of doing things. And I got the girls that are like, you know, we just want to go with the flow, whatever yeah. the guy wants. Yeah. And but it's, but it's, it, but you know, and that's so. true. And that's, you could find with people, but there is a presupposing delineation that the guys are coming in with. And that's, I think what I would want to hit first where that's, and I think what Paige was saying is that that's really where you have to really understand, am I ready to have that challenge issue or not an issue? You know, like how am I going to make it a part of my life? Very fair to say, because Sephardis are also very family oriented. So like when you marry into a culture that's totally different than you are, it's going to be like for the rest of your life, having a different like the Chagim are different and the shops are different. And so it's just hard for maybe a girl to even just go into that just because of their like differences of like ways of celebrating things and Minhagim. So, yeah. yeah. And that's a big part. Paige, is that similar? Like from an Ashkenazi background? Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, are you talking about Ashkenaz? I'm talking about Ashkenaz women marrying Sephardi guys. It's harder that way because guys are very, I mean, as you were saying that Sephardim very into family, then girls are also very into their family. Mm-hmm. So that could be a big, big divide and a big issue, mm-hmm. which is why you really have to... So interesting. We haven't really mentioned anything about Ashkenaz. Like, they don't... They just range. Well, we'll get you to know, those soon. I, I don't know. Like, I, you know I really saying? don't. We have the submissive Sephardi. We have yeah. the, the sassy Sephardi. And where, where does that... <laughs> why, why, why I, I think love there's that. more distinct Sephardis, though, than there is distinct, like, different Sects types of Sephardis that right. are than Ashkenaz. Like there's only one shul here in the five towns that I yeah. know of that's Sephardi and the whole rest, everything else is Ashkenaz. And I, um, what's it like as an Ashkenazi perspective, um, Paige, what's it like, um, when you're, you know, getting into some real identity barriers with those cultures? So, uh, are there few, are there two or three things that come to your mind when a, an Ashkenazi sends you? a resume that you're like, oh, okay, he's farted, cool, no problem, but but I just need to know about these two or three things. Not that it's happened very often, to be honest, but a couple times, like Leah said earlier about the family, and I think that if it's a Sephardi guy, I have to know, first of all, since I'm Ashkenaz and I'm not willing to just convert to Sephard, Sephardi, I guess, mm-hmm. actually, um, how close he is what his parents are like, what his actual family is. Aside from he has Sephardi Minhagen, but like how Sephardi is he and what sort of home does he want? Because that's the main thing here. Now, if he had gone to, 
you know, one parent's Sephardi and he's Sephardi by, by Minhag, you know, just because it goes from the father, but it's gone to every single Ashkenaz one, and has like an Ashkenaz rub and all that, then it's a whole it other story. It makes such a big difference. It so that, difference. I think, is one thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, that comes is to Is that mind. like so, what some Ashkenazi guys uh, also? I mean, when you are looking at a resume and the guy says that he's Sephardi, it's way... You have to look into that way more than if you're going to see a guy who's um, or a girl who is Svarty because you're going to have to convert everything to their customs. Right. They're going to have to be you're going to have to do his minhagim, his um, his shuls, his rabbis. And it's way different for a girl. It's a little bit harder, I think, for a girl. I think there is a big divide between the expectations of dating between a Ashkenaz and a Svarty girl, you know? You have the Ashkenaz is basically, I think it's a little more like streamlined. They kind of know what to expect, especially from the family. But then the Sephardic girls, they may want a little bit more from different areas, you know. Um, I'll just give you a little story that happened. Basically, I uh, I live uh, above a Sephardic family and um, I pass by and it's like a grandmother and, you know, grandkids and she's they're kind of like just hanging out all the time. And she passed by and she gave me some advice. She was like, you know, you have to like, if you want to get a girl to like you, you have to impress her. You have to buy her gifts. And then she told me the story, like when she first met her husband and they decided to go out, the first thing he did was buy her jewelry. Like this was obviously, she's like 60 or 70. So it must, must have been like 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. But that, that was like a normal thing 50 years ago. You, you, you going out with a girl. You buy her like a nice piece of jewelry or like something as like a showing and that's a Sephardic cultural type of thing. So they want to see the guy try and show that he's interested, highly interested in the girl. Whereas in the Ashkenaz, I think dating, it's more just like, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to like see if we click and we're right. going to see Definitely how our personalities you. and our goals and whatever <laughs> whatever else is important to us, how they uh, kind of align, you know? When you said about the... Um, you know, buying jewelry, I happened to have gotten, when I was looking for a car years ago, this guy told me he had one car for his business and the other car he leased only for dating. Oh it was gosh. like, it was infinity, you know, Ooh. I don't know exactly what wow. number of letters, but it was this party guy. He's yeah, like, so it's there's important, nothing wrong. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I just did that to impress girls. You know, now I'm married, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think that's so a part of the culture. Uh-huh. And I think that could go on either side. I definitely more of a yeshivish move in many ways. Right. And you can for sure, look, they, let's be realistic. I mean, today, today, 2020, you can tell I'm, I'm driving down and I see like, you know, this odyssey. You know, and I'm like, okay, Ashkenazi mom. (laughs) It's like a gift and a curse. I just want to pull something out there. I want to say that not every Sephardi is the same Sephardi. I think when people say Sephardi, they think of just like, I think everyone's the same when they're Sephardi. I'm totally against that because I'm Moroccan and that's not the same as Persian or Syrian or Bukharian. And everyone has their own different customs. It's so different. People don't really realize that. So I just want to pull that through. I digress on what I, you know, am <laughs> inferring, but I totally agree on that mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, you have the, the, the actual, you know, denominations and sects of the Jewish community can be totally, totally relevant and related onto the different uh, Sephardic community. Like you could have Sephardic right. yeshivish, right. you could have Sephardic mar- modern, you can have uh, Sephardic, um, 
you also reform, get- you know, <laughs> there, 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 there are for, for sure. And I think that that's, that definitely has a lot more of an impact on that. Like one of my good friends is Svartic Yeshivish. He's totally Svartic. He's, you know, he's the most Yeshivish guy I know. And, you know, and, and we get along. It's possible. Unity <laughs> today, J-Unity. Yeah. There are issues that come up that, you know, we want people to be aware of, you know, um, culturally and obviously minhagim-wise, which we'll get into soon. And there on the other side, there are things that that might not be a big deal. And be like, no, don't overthink that. You know, don't overthink. Okay, you know, you're yucky. She's totally smarty. Like, like it's it's a win. Like, you know, that, you know, three-hour waiting for like milchiks and fleshiks, like that's good. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to, that's a great th- pitch. That, you know what? I just decided I'm going to be yucky. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I think also there's like another element where you have the Sephardic girls or guys that grew up in an Ashkenaz culture. So like you have that uh, element of like, well, you know, the family's very Sephardi, but you have the girl that kind of like grew up and hung out with Ashkenaz and had, you know, uh, Rabbeim and teachers that are all Ashkenaz and they kind of are a mixture. So you're not going to get the, like, you know, the hardcore Sephardi yes, mentality. Yes. Or you have the girls that are, or the guys that are like more family oriented where the family has so much influence. And now at that point, you know, they, it doesn't matter where they grew up. It's just, that's who they are, you know? So I think that's an important question to ask before you're, you know, deciding on a shidduch resume. You want to be like, well, I see that they're Sephardi and I'm Ashkenaz, or I see that they're Ashkenaz and I'm Sephardi. Are they like Sparty Sparty or are they, you know, a Sparty Ashkenaz that oh, kind of like has a, yeah. I, that is a great point. Single malt or is, is it a, yeah. is it a, is it, a, is it an Irish whiskey? Well great point. Great point. Right. It's How true. fervent are the, uh, is this person in terms of their culture? So I wanted to do some fun, more fun topics than the serious stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> like we got rid of Avery for a reason, you know? Um, so one thing I always notice in the Sephardic and Ashkenaz uh, mix, so, you know, you're going out a few times, dates one through five or six, you know, you want to kind of avoid maybe these things or maybe get to them, but definitely something that is a total culture barrier in the Ashkenaz and Sephardic community. The Rav, the, ra- or the Rebbe or the Rav, as they call it. Like <laughs> in the Sephardic community, the Rav is always right. Yo, right. my family, we got this cousin from the Rav and he was in this, right? Right. Leah's looking at yeah. me like, you're so right. <laughs> but in the true. Ashkenazi community, yo, my rabbi's so annoying. He's just, he's, the guy doesn't know anything. The guy doesn't know <laughs> anything, man. I'm t- my parents hate him too. Why do you go to his show? Oh, because we just like, you know, because we do. Um, I could definitely, I, I agree with that completely. Um, my rabbi is, everyone will like bow down to this guy, whoever is in my Svartic shul. Um, they're very stern. They're very, you make very close connections with them. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I can't vouch for Ashkenaz like relationships with their rabbis. I don't know much about it, but um, I could tell like my brother and my father, my uncles, they will listen to my, my rabbi. Like it's their last, Last wish. I don't know. I don't know. They listen very, very highly to them. Very much so. I get yeah, it. for sure. I totally, I, mean, I-, I totally see that. Yeah, they are. You know, the Sephardic, the Sephardic culture is like you know they're gonna go according to what the Rav says, yeah. no matter what. Whereas the Ashkenaz culture is sometimes well, 
you know, I have three different rabbis and right. I'm going to go with the one that I like the most. Uh, and, who doesn't want it? If I don't like what this one says, I'm going to go to another one. Yeah. You know, you have this chumrah and that chumrah and I'm going to pick the one that makes the most sense to me. So I think that's because maybe what you were saying, IJ, is that, you know, we have more of a American culture where like potentially more liberal and uh, more open uh, open minded open minded to different uh you know opinions whereas the Sephardic might be uh just yeah yeah i mean Sephardim are a lot more superlative when in in the degree they hold to their 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 rabbi like their you know their rub is a melech in many ways right that's how what kind of respect they get and that is beautiful that is one of the things i envy i'm enamored by it i'm um i i love that and Correct. That's the Sephardic part of me, I think. But uh, <laughs> uh, like, I want that. I am, I am enamored by thing. that. It, it is such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, very, very... And I've heard that before. On the Ashkenazi side, I wouldn't put every Ashkenazi you know, you know, know, community down, but for sure this, the Ashkenazim are absolutely in the Yeshivish community. The Yeshivish community also has a very, very... Um, also, same thing. Like they, they, they hold the rabbi in a very regal state, uh, very kingship kind of manner, and go to him, go to go to him for everything. Or yeah. her? No, I'm kidding. No her. Yeah, no, right. her. <laughs> no her. No her. No Pete. I'm proud. No, I I agree. But there are definitely some Ashkenaz people who have rebaim that they hold close, and I right. think that it's a comfort to have someone to make that ultimate decision for you. When anything comes up in life, that's a big decision, you know, and things like that, then it's, it's just a relief and it's great to not have a single person you go to and, you know, you'll never know if you're making that right decision, but to have someone, I guess, in the Sephardi, you know, the rub that they have that one person, it's probably like a sort of a comfort. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm d- sure. like, I'm not missing out because I'm following what I'm supposed to. Yeah. And they're so. just going with one rabbi. It's not like they're having like, I don't know how that works. Three or four rabbis. I, it <laughs> could get a little complicated. <laughs> it, could get a, it could get a little complicated, but <laughs> most of the time it works well because they're having one opinion. They mm-hmm. don't have like other, like three or four opinions um, telling them what to do, like the best answer that they want to <laughs> hear. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a plus side, but um, yeah, one one of the things that I've heard related to what you were saying, uh, Melech or Malach, you know, there's a definitely a, I, I've heard this for a Torah, I just don't know where it's from, but there is like a saying that the Rav is supposed to be like a Malach, like an angel where they can't do anything wrong and everything they say is correct and, you know, you know, spiritually correct and going to give you the right guidance in life. So, um, yeah, definitely what you were saying, IJ, the yeshivish community is is more into having one of those Ravs that become more of a mentor and that you can ask questions to and get advice as opposed to like some of the other Ashkenazi communities and people that are more just like the Rav is like if I have a important family affair and I need somebody to like attend as the Rav figure, you know? Right. So um, I think that's like a nice uh, difference. Maybe they split it up like that. And you don't just have like the issue with with the Rav, you know, like you have so many weird things on the Ashkenazi side, so many things that would cause a Svartic guy or girl to be trepid and 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 just shocked at like Ashkenazi stuff going on. I mean, the way they are with their mothers, like you know the the, the Ashkenazi mother, the control that they have yeah. over the guy. You know, it's interesting because uh, it says when you get married, you're supposed to leave your mother and stick to your wife. And the Torah knew beforehand, Ashkenazim, <laughs> it's like the mothers and their sons are like this bond. And, <laughs> and um, 
to to sever that bond or like the mom has to agree with you know the girl if it's good enough for her and not necessarily yes, yes. whether the guy is for them okay to forecast not. that as an issue is very very telling and I, I and I can tell you like these smarter girls are are literally going to be like oh my god he's so what is he his mother just everything he does like has to be run through his mother that's so big and that is like the, that is like seriously the ashkenazi guys like you, you got to step up your game in that exactly area. especially for Sephardi girls who are used to the man you know being a man <laughs> and then they come up with the Sephardi i mean these ashkenaz guys and it's like oh well my mother actually said i shouldn't date you finally finally you know <laughs> i went through someone else and they're like no i think it's a good idea yeah it's so indicative of a lot of problems that jewish guys have to find their Bashir, like when you when when you're dealing with the mother, and you know it it comes off many times like highfalutin, very pompous. That whether he's listening or, or the, the mother, whatever whichever one you're pointing to is the problem. Like it's not going to rub off well. Yeah. So so davening, I I, I would say to pivot, you know, da, davening is also is interesting because you have like the Svartim, they are so res- respectful and shul. I mean, you go in and they have the rabbi, the kehila, uh, kiddush club, and then like for a for, for them to go into the Ashkenazi, like now they're they're going with the girl, the girl's father to shul, and the svardim are like looking and like they're 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 messing with the rabbi. Oh, the money! It's unbelievable! Like there people are talking in shul, people are doing business in shul, and that <laughs> that is also a major, major barrier for many Sephardim who are thinking about, well, this is some of the problems the Ashkenazim have. Yeah, that could be a, a big deal. As a girl, we just think about the guy and the Sephardiness and, you know, what he, you know, minhag him this and that. But for a guy to come into an Ashkenaz minion and see what's going on, he could feel like this doesn't even feel like a minion to me. Like, we're so spiritual, you know, you, you might say you are, but like what's going on in your shuls? Because that could be an, a real issue at some point when trying to raise a family and trying to raise your kids and going through your, your, the schools. Mm-hmm. So the mishpacha effect it has on your future um, absolutely can have some impotence. Yeah. I, ha- I have a quick question. Leah, um, for, for you personally and your family, does your brother ask your, the Rav whether he should date a girl before he dates her? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's so funny because it happened because recently this guy <laughs> wanted my complete Hebrew name, you know, Hebrew name, mother's name, and I was, you know, what did he need it for? I mm-hmm. thought like he just wanted to know if I have the same name as his mother. Maybe like I don't know, it's mm-hmm, an Ashkenazi mm-hmm. thing. I don't know if that's a Sephardi thing. Uh, no, not that I know. No, no. That's so funny. And I'm like, and then it's like, yeah, he's taking this to his rav, to his yeah, right. And that's like, oh, that's like, how does the rav doesn't know me? My but, brother will go to four other rabbis before he will go to like to tell like my mom or me or my sister like oh hi I'm going out with this girl he will go to at least four rabbis until he tells us oh okay actually I'm going on a first date with this girl so and so we don't know anything about her but the rabbis wow. will know everything about this girl we'll t- probably talk to the girl before we'll do all the research right. for the girl um it it's definitely That's crazy so- 
um, different for the guys than the girls. But um, wow, that yeah. was like my first experience, like my first time that actually happened with this yeah. party. Yeah. So I was rabbis know more than I do. <laughs> and I actually, uh, Lee, I, I actually agree with that. I think that informed decisions when we decide to go out with somebody because I think it's more like, oh yeah, let me see the resume. Oh, it sounds like a great idea. Let's just go out, right? But it's not like really thought out where Save as time. your your <laughs> your brother, as you mentioned, it sounds like he's going to go and he's going to ask for a rabbi, spend like a couple of minutes on each one, go hours. over the details. <laughs> and you don't know how much time the rabbis are spending, the, the rabbim are spending looking into the family, the, the you know, the girls, uh, you know, references. So it looks like it's a more thorough type of, uh, you know, arrangement as opposed to what I've seen. In my experiences where you just, you know, you, you, you get a shotgun call you and then they're like, well, uh, I'd like to go out. I, I want to set you up with this girl. She's great. She's amazing. And then you say, okay, well, why, why, why do you say that? And then she'll go into a little more detail, but that's it. And then you make a decision, you know, and I feel like that's a little bit too little before you decide to go out with somebody, maybe mm -hmm. to spend the rest of your life with them, or maybe just even spend a couple of hours, you know, you got to make a little bit more of an informed decision, you know? I agree. And also since that the boys have such a close connection to their rabbis, that the rabbis will know so much about the boy and will make such a good decision of whether this girl is, is good or right. not for um, to even like attempt to go on a first date. So I think that's just a good plus. Um, I do think that it's sometimes it could get hard knowing having like for my mother, it just gets so frustrated that the rabbis have to just be before her and before her decision. I think that also is not fair, but um, I think the rabbis will always um, keep into mind that the guy, cause they're so close. So I think it's definitely a little bit easier. So I didn't, I didn't even know that that would, that, that could be a potential issue. Um, you know, the parents, you know, parent, uh, parent involvement, especially mm -hmm. in terms of, they have, there's a lot more array for their rav, and unfortunately, there's a lot more acrimony for, you know, the Ashkenazi, uh, the Ashkenazi or Bama, you know, definitely a lot. Uh, and obviously, it's very, this is, this is very objective. It's not a subjective, it's not subjective. Like, you know, every, everyone's case is going to be different. Um, and I think these are some great paradigms examples that we, that we mentioned today. Um, so yeah, I, we're, we're going to go to a break though for now. And, uh, Hey, take a look at this on the webpage, uh, guys, podcast.com. Uh, we got some great articles about, uh, you know, shidduch dating and, uh, interracial dating, Svartik and Ashkenaz. Uh, we got some stuff from Aish, Yeshiva World News, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's shidduchpodcast.com. Uh, take a look and we'll be back right after this break. Hey everyone, this is Fifi from the Nobody Talks Shidduchim podcast. I know New York is tough to deal with the Department of Buildings. If you're in the development world, you're a contractor, developer, you need site safety plans, you need safety inspections, you need safety consulting, safety training. There are laws coming up now, September 1st, 2020. Everybody's got to have an additional 10 hours of safety training. Reach out to 718-307-8133. Check out their website, abcsafetyacademy.com. ABC Safety Academy, help you make your life easier in a construction site. Okay, I'm going to go off the comment about what Fifi said, um, how sparty girls could be or like how integrated um, these girls are, like not as sparty as you think they could be. I personally am very integrated in the Ashkenaz culture. I grew up going to Ashkenaz schools, growing up with all my friends, Ashkenaz, I never really had Sephardi friends. Um, I 
davened Ashkenaz until I was in 10th grade. And one of my rabbis told me, oh, like, actually, you're you're a Sephardi. You should really be davening Sephardi. And I never really had that in my head until 10th grade. And I had this one rabbi who was amazing. Um, I know so much about the Ashkenaz culture. I'm so invested in it that me dating a Sephardi guy or an Ashkenaz guy wouldn't be such a big deal. And I think people should really just know that, that not every Sephardi girl or Sephardi guy is super Sephardi. It's really, it's very broad. And just going off that, there's ways to criticize people's culture um, in a certain way. Like I always get, oh, you're Sephardi? Okay, you eat rice on Pesach? No, I actually don't eat rice on Pesach. I don't. What? Actually, I really don't. I, I from your resume, I was like, yeah, totally. You never know. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I wait six hours. I don't oh, eat wow. rice on Pesach. I actually oh. don't eat like major most of the things that you guys would eat, like Ashkenaz would eat. I don't eat that. I don't have quinoa. I don't have green beans. I don't have. There's a lot of. You should tell things. this. Is, do you tell this on the first day? That's probably why the guy. Probably you know, maybe. <laughs> I should. Takes a hike. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> like you're you, basically Ashkenaz. Yeah. Right? I had a question from. Um, your uh, your explanation would your parents on the other hand be a little bit like oh i prefer that you date a sephardi guy because yeah, i know, I know you might not mind but then again more there are some parents that would be like well we would love to have a sephardi family in the family as opposed to you know some ashkenaz skin who knows what you know you're going to get yourself into not at all my parents would actually prefer me to date an ashkenaz rather oh, wow. than just but, a Sparty guy. Um, I okay. think, um, not that Do you think that's a, across the board. Uh, no, not every Sparty. I'm going right. to keep saying that again. Not yeah. every Sparty is the same Sparty. Okay. So Moroccans are more like Americanized, I guess, or Ashkin. I don't know how, like they're more integrated into well, yeah, that. More Americanized for sure. Yeah. Um, so no, they would not care. But there are other times when they comment, you know, yeah. on their cult, there are. Yeah. And, and, and critique as well. Oh yeah. And not always. And always. Yeah. 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 I've been out with a guy who will say like, oh, wow, like you have these henna things. Like, what are they like? And I'm like, it's just a oh, party. Oh, yeah. I'm, emphat party. I'm emphatic about like, those. You wear, I, like, like, I get so excited, so jovial. Yeah. I'm like, put one on my yes. Not put every guy's like leg. that, though. Some <laughs> are like, are really weirded out by it. And I kind of got offended by that. Like, they are like, oh, they look like Aladdin with like those little hats. And they oh, were like, wow. kind of like making me feel a little bad about it. And I was like, it's not even that a big deal. It's just a little party that like my parents would have at the after the wedding with um henna or something like that. And it's like literally 20 minutes. But Sounds he made me cool. feel like, yeah, like people, yeah. I don't know. I've met guys like who cool, are also like, like, that's cool really thing, cool. You know? Yeah, but not well, every guy's like that. <laughs> yeah, not every guy's like that. Like some people are going to feel like, gonna feel like, like that. there are a lot of people who feel weird about that. Like Avery would be like, ah, oh, get that garbage out of here. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I could relate because relate, I, I do go out um, many times with Sparty girls. And um, I think it's always better to try to stay within the culture you grew up with up in. If you really, if it means something to you, mm -hmm. if it has a value, Correct. Wow. if that's, you, that's if you point. want, if you want sure. different things for sure, go for that. I'm not closed minded when it comes to that. I'm not, I am definitely more open to uh, being with someone. Cause for me, it's more about the person um, and whatever that may you know, entail, 
I do know at least what I'm getting into before. And I found out with a lot of Sephardic girls that I love that they're way more focused on family. Right. They're a lot more, they, they know where they are hushkafically. They know where they are spiritually. Like they believe in a rav. They have, they are very, they have God in their, you know, thought and state of mind. They, you know, this is just, this comes to them a lot more naturally. And, I, and never in an ardent way. It's not like this enthusiasm or passion. It just is what it is. And then, of course, it's of course there are cases that they are. They're ardent. But, right. um, you know, I could find that in Ashkenazi communities where girls are just like, they're very, oh, my God, ardent. It's like, oh, uh, so much emphasis. Like, oh, Hashem. And it's like overdone, overplayed, like too placated. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you have in the Sephardic, like, no, like, by far, conventionally, they just have that. And those are some things that as an Ashkenazi man, I do like to see. I think a strong foundation, um, a solid base, and at least also knowing what I'm getting into sounds when like, I'm going out with a Sephardic girl. Sounds like you're more leaning towards the Sephardi culture than the Ashkenazi <laughs> really culture. Well, for sure. I, I, I could see the same in like the yeshivish belt also, but there are, for, there are always things that can be integrated that that have a, a correlation you know like the focus in the Sephardic community a community on parnasa is very similar in the modern orthodox world like the yeshivish community doesn't put a focus too much on parnasa parnasa like they want you to learn they want you right. and things will develop the mo, you know Sephardic community very right you know guys got to work this and that well, what's the deal you know and and they can relate other things nothing too obscure you know nothing like uh uh if you're having a, a mimuna Mm-hmm. For the Maroc, you know, like yeah. I don't know if you'll find that, you know, uh, in other communities. Maybe, well, maybe Kiddush Club. That's possible. Mimuna <laughs> <laughs> is once a year, and some guys that I've been out with are like, "That's really weird. I don't think I could do that." I'm like, "Okay, like then I'd rather you embrace something like that's so small, like you can't even embrace like Ooh, yeah. that, which is like, well, I mean, that's a good indicator of someone who's not fit for the bill. If he's exacerbating the situation, then for that's sure. for sure an issue. For now, sure. Let me ask and you though. But, but, but let me let down. me ask you because you know the you know these girls are you know Fifi. You know how they are. And what do I mean by that? Yeah. I mean by like, but what if he's cute? You know, like what if there's something to work? This guy, he's cute. He's got a he's got the Lambo. No. Uh, you know, whatever he's asking us. I mean, is there a way to try to figure it out? You might really like the person. Oh, okay, fine. You might really like the person, and you see that they are not they, as in you know the guy or the girl. In your case, the guy. You know, they're not too open for you know these kinds of things. Is there hope? Is there a way to get around it? I think because it's the rest of my life, if he's not like gonna compromise on such little things, like I wouldn't be asking him to like go and daven Sparty because that's it's a big thing. Like we daven very differently than you guys, and like just to have like a little mimuna or like a little henna after the wedding, and they wouldn't want to do that. Like that, that's like a very big red flag for me, and I don't think I could continue that relationship. And I've definitely ended relationships like that because they are so focused on those little things that I can't continue because it's my life. Like, it's also my family he, he would be seeing and my family, I don't want to be embarrassed, like, you know, in front of like my husband doing these yeah. little things like once or twice a year. So yeah, it would yes. definitely be a big red flag. Yeah, no. So I, I think that would be a fine line between, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt, being down the cops, yeah. like maybe they don't know, maybe it's something they could grow. But like, but there does come a point where like you're saying, like if this is you and, and this is like paramount in your life and you want it and you want to embrace it, it has to be brought up early or it has to be at least dealt with at some point to make sure that there is no miscommunication on that, you know? Yeah, especially since... I would be giving like 
giving up so much dating an Ashkenaz guy, I wouldn't be doing the same davening or would be doing the same halachot. Our Pesachs are a little bit, will be a little different for those little things that you can't compromise over that I would like. It's, it's, there's compromises in every relationship, especially, yeah. especially like something like that. So, and yeah. that's why in many cases, like it might look, it might like, like sometimes things don't work out and yeah. it might not be, it might not be able to work out because like making having two people from two different backgrounds and obviously just being a guy and a girl itself is so mm -hmm. challenging, right? You have now other cultural things. It could be very complicated. You know, I think like getting, getting judged for those things is rough. Like I actually have, I, I went out with a Sephardic girl for a nice amount of time. I really liked her. Like I was very much ready to take those next steps, you know, like get out what? of the friendship zone. Like I was, I was interested in talking about engagement, but you know, talking about it. So this could be like, depending and on what stage where you're coming from, this could be like, you know, how long um, into the relationship this could be like, was this? Uh, oh, you want to know specific? We want to get a little, a little background. Uh, we were seeing each other for like two, two and a half months at that point. I just wanted to know like, hey, like what's the deal? Like, do you see a future? Like, okay. do you really actually see this yeah. going to the end? Otherwise, like, and um, when we had that talk, she was Sephardic. She was Persian. And she told me like, you know, I really like you. I want to take that next step. But my parents are just. Oh, my gosh. Like, mm. not only that you're Ashkenaz, but you're younger than me. And mm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, so age is a big factor in that community, I will have to oh, say. Yeah. So it is important that parents, you know, you make sure you identify, like, where the parents sit in 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 that relationship with the guy, you know, or the girl. You know, like, how much influence do they have? They They do, but it's, I mean, my parents personally don't have such a big say, I think, because they're, again, a little bit more... Um, involved with the Ashkenaz culture, but I understand. Like my grandmother always tells me, you need to date a guy that's at least ten years older than what? you. Wow! Now, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I, 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 Whoa. I can't. That, yeah, um, isn't very, it crazy? It's, it, yeah. it, no, I, I find that to be very interesting because it's like you, you you've, I've, I've gone, I've seen shitter resumes myself <laughs> where they're like, you know, they're, they're a couple of years younger than I am, and I, I would, I would mention, I would say, okay, well. Well, let's give it a shot, you know, even though she's fairly younger, I, I, I give it a shot. And what do you know? They say, well, oh, he's a little bit, he, there's too much of an age gap. Oh. And, and, and then I'm thinking, well, what about the Sephardi? Like this girl was Ashkenaz, but what about the Sephardi girl? Like she's going to say the same thing. No, she's not. She's going to say what yeah. you, Leo, was saying, like what your grandma was saying. It's like the older the guy is, I mean, I think that's- It's uh, so true. It's, it's much more accepted right. in the Sephardi community to, you know, like, like and uh, I, and I, I was with I was with some guy in shul like I had like a help me or something, <laughs> and like you know the guy walks by he's like I picked that girl out for my son twelve years I'm like, is he your son twenty <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. it, 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 it's it's a little interesting to to see the cultural divide there because um, I personally don't um, I I understand the sides of the argument as far as like age goes but I also see the benefits of going for like from a girl's perspective, an older guy and from a, a guy's perspective, somebody that's a little bit younger. And uh, that's something that I find to kind of like, well, what's your reasoning behind it? Well, exactly. What do you think? Right. I was thinking the reasoning I think behind it is a big thing because the role of a woman in a Sephardi home is maybe very different than a role of a woman oh, yeah. in Ashkenaz home. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> you were saying submissive before about, I forget the guy or the girl, you know, my mind being an Ashkenaz, I think that, the girl has to be submissive because in her home, she grew up with the guy making all decisions, being the one to decide and, you know, 
being the, the ruler in a sense. Not a bad way, just mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Okay. Um, so therefore, if that's the case, right. right, in that case, okay, so to have a girl that's 10 years younger, the girl will look up to her husband that way naturally mm-hmm. without even having to work on it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Ashkenaz homes, when it's more like equal and, you know, you kind of are building something together on the same page, have as much say, communicate, make decisions together, you know, when you have that 10-year difference, yeah. it's like we're not even like talking the same language maybe. Yeah, may, like you need a cohesive unit, right? Like yeah, the, you have the, to understand each other. But there are cultures out there. I don't want to say the word traditional because it's more modern today to, you know, equal 50, you know, 100, 100. I, you know, I, I say 50, 50, right. and then the dating coach is like, no, 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 Shanna, IJ, it's 100, 100. <laughs> okay? I said, no. It should be. I said, it should be 40, 60, and she'd be doing just 100%. Anyway, um, well, that's why I'm saying. No, uh, well, I, I was just going to say that I think some of the reasons that it is so different between the Ashkenaz and Sephardic is because they um, they're they're basically running two different shows. You know what I'm saying? But yes. why can't yes. why can't same corporation, different division? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I was gonna say why can't you just have where the 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 their roles set up and that's set up both in Ashkenaz and Sephardic. Why does it have to be so like that's, that's you know, sexist. You're sexist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean I mean I think I think that's, uh, yeah. that's a big question. I mean that's like saying why can't Ashkenaz do the things that Svartim do and Svartim following, you know, I mean, Ashkenaz following Sardi culture. I think that's like, that's the whole difference there. Like, I don't know. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, in my house, like I just grew up with like the girls have to learn how to cook phenomenally when they're younger and to always cook, always clean, always clean up. The guys are just going to sit there while everything is being done for them on a silver platter. And I personally do not like that. So I would like to date someone who, you know, would just help a little bit around the house or even to like, um, do the things. No, it's true. It, no, it is. I, I, I totally so agree with like, you. I didn't know this was a smarty thing. I, this I was just really like, like uh, in my mind, complain. you know, the guy has to do, no, that's true. Some that's of these true. things that you're speaking of, I thought like, you know, in the olden days, I didn't know that it's things. No, still it's go very on. much, it's very much homes. true. My dad will be sitting on the Shabbos table, my brother will just be sitting, waiting like for us to like bring the food in. And I'm always in my head and my mom, I'm always telling my mom, like, why can't they just get up and help? Like, it's why so can't we just do that? Like, why am I the one who has to it's bring yeah, well, that food? Yeah, well, that is a part of, you know, that's a cultural It's definitely thing. a cultural, and yeah, I mean, they're going to be adamant about that. They're not going to want that change. And right. by the way, I think there's a lot of beauty in, in not, you know, being adamant about those certain values, there is a lot of beauty in there for sure. But of course, that could be an, potentially an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to protect our listeners from. And, you know? and, and Aji, do you think that that should be like a standard question where a shotgun comes and says like, well, what are you looking for? They should be more specific. Oh, this guy's good. <laughs> they should Jeez. be more specific and be like, well, are you looking for the guy to serve or are you looking to serve? You know, like, is that your cultural I think background? that should be like the second question, right? <laughs> right. Like, like maybe the second question, It should right? be like, are you Jewish? Yes. Okay. Now, do you want, do you want you the served? woman? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be served by the woman? And if your answer is no, I don't know if you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, big expectation. can I add something? I think that, when you're da- when you're a Sfardi, dating a Sfardi, you don't bring up these things about you want to be served, you want to help serve. It's expected. You're having if you're an Ashkenaz dating Ashkenaz again. It's like why are you asking that? Like the guys always help, or mm-hmm. if they're not, then maybe they just don't got gemidos, or they're just selfish, or whatever it is. Again, that is another area in terms of like Ashkenaz dating a Sfardi. 
you really have to dig deep, communicate, bring everything to the front to know yeah. exactly what you're dealing with because you just might not know. Do, do you Don't think? Ask. Do you think, IJ, that there's a Sephardi guy out there that would be willing to go mm-hmm. out and you know take some food and serve it and maybe do yes. some dishes? Or do you think that's like... Uh, yes, there is. There is definitely S- Sephardi guys who will be the first ones to help and to clean and to like do some of the women's... Um, household duties. Correct. Um, I, I totally yeah. agree. I think that it's not across the board, but no. you got to find out what is the person's mindset, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, and it's hard that to should find. be a question. <laughs> it's hard to find. It's hard Ooh. to find. Yes, it is. It's hard, to, f- it's hard, hard to, to find, find that a guy, type of guy who's farty. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, there's only so much you can ascertain from yes. a, uh, from a phone call, from a, from a looking at the shidduch reference, the ID, the, the resume. Right. Yeah, right. It's yeah. a fundamental Fund- question. Well, it is. Should I ask that on the next reference call? It depends on what you're looking for the answer. Are you looking to serve or are you looking to get served? Well, we could both go to Dunkin' Donuts and get served. (laughs) (laughs) Not that much service there. I mean, I have also another story that like, I was also getting very serious with an Ashkenaz guy and I went to his house and um, my mother always, I mean, like it's always ingrained in my head. You need to help. You need to like get up, help, you know, bring the dishes in, like be like a good girl and proper and whatever. And she, she made me sit down the whole time. And I was like in my seat and she was like, do you always need to go and help in your house? Like you're the only one, like you're, and I'm seeing the father's like cooking and he's cleaning and he's picking up the food for me. And I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I am fascinating. I I am like (laughs) totally, I was totally shocked. Wow. I don't think that's the norm in my experience. Like, Mm -hmm. no guys usually have to either be taught to help or maybe they grow up in a large family. Then like, it's like they got to take on that role. It, it's like it's that. it's also nice like when you see the like you know you like kind of the meals wrapping up and then you go and you say you see them bringing in like you know taking in the dishes and then you get up and you just say like look can I can I bring in some dishes you know mm-hmm. that's oh, like a yes, classic yes. move right. that I've seen <laughs> great. And, and, and and it's the right thing it's to do good, right? Right. Sure. Yeah, that that's definitely the right thing you're to do. trying to coalesce you yeah. want to show that even that if you're you a guy a you could still help you right. know it doesn't yeah, matter I think yes. that people speak about guys you know when you're calling up and and you're asking someone who knows a guy very well, very often I hear, oh, he has great, like he's helps in the kitchen, he helped clean up, he, you know, he plays with the kids. That's like, something a girl wants to hear. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying like, guys, you don't do that. It's like, hmm. <laughs> Well, how do you tell them? That. How do you shake them up? Obviously, there are many guys out there who are not going to get up at the Shabbos table Well, to that might up. start in the Sephardi and community. Not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. I, no, for sure. Prob- it's prevalent in the Sephardi community, but I think it also happens elsewhere. And, oh, for sure. And, you know, like Leah, what you were saying with, you know, the guy was, uh, was you know, doing all the more traditional roles of the female. Right. The, and I'm not, by the way, guys, you know, not saying that. So mm-hmm. Prefaces like, you know, oh, all lives matter. Anyway, <laughs> like, you know, that is an anomaly. That is mm-hmm. very, that can, I, I can tell you from someone who is, you know, more in a traditional upbringing and traditional, like, outlook um, that would be a little too weird for me if it was like the woman was sitting there, the mommy was sitting there, Ima, I'll say Ima, Ima was sitting there making kiddish and like, no, no. Yeah. not to that. Extent. No, not that. No, but like they throws me off when the woman will make uh, <laughs> like, a mozi. Like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, oh my gosh, what just happened? happened? Like all of a sudden, I'm like going to friends' that's very houses. Rare, that's, like, that's happened before, and I'm yo, like, what, what, what kind of world are we getting to, yo? I mean, like, there's you know the guy need the guy the guy needs to be preoccupied, you know. Shul, shul politics, 
cutting the hamaiti <laughs> and, and how and how big the kiddush cup should be you know it should be a big gulp kiddush cup should be a a little like you know what kind of you know right i mean it could really offset some sephardic girls or even ashkenazi girls if they're thrown into a different you know tradition roles like that breaking that could really be a shocker later in the dating game really know you're, that you're, you don't you don't and that could be that is i would you say that's significant I think that's definitely something that you have to like look into potentially um, speak to relatives, uh, family, friends of the person you're pl- planning to date to just get a, you know, just a small idea of what their Shabbos is like, or let's say their family dynamic. I mean, and I think that's a fair question, something to discover before you decide to um, go ahead and, you know, make that decision to go out with somebody. And that'll do good for you in the future because if you get the right answers, Mm -hmm. then you know what to expect. If you get the wrong answers, then you know what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) I think that once you're by them for Shabbos or hanging around their friends, I think you can see a lot more. And I think that's great because experiencing that difference affects you probably differently than just hearing about, oh yeah, that's fine with me. But like, it might actually strike a chord and be like, well, I'm really not comfortable with this or this is so odd or it's embarrassing or I don't know if I love this. And it, yeah, yeah, it could it could be something to break something, but not in a bad way. Just out of, you know, you're just more knowledgeable for the next time and you know what to, you know, ask in the future and uh, you know what you can handle and what you can't. And I think also like that's, a, that's one of the things that people... Um let's say from a more modern background or people that like to, you know, date people that they already know, they already have those answers just based on, you know, hanging out with the people that they already know. And that's a big benefit that people say like, oh, this shidduch, we are getting what we get and we see the resume, but we don't actually know what they're like as opposed to somebody that you already know or you get a family friend that kind of says, oh, you should go out with this person. You kind of could get the right answers as opposed to going through a shadchan who may not always have done the research to the family as much as you would want them to, you know? That's a that's an important difference when deciding who you're going to go out with. You want to make a decision based on uh, good facts. Guys, that was a plethora, or plethora, as some of uh, our listeners have told me, of topics when discussing Svartik and Ashkenazi dating. So in closing... There are barriers that, you know, have to be identified and communicated properly to get through certain issues that can absolutely come up. So if you're even if you're not Sephardic or if even the girl, you know, you know, if you're both the same, like what is it like? Um, you know, what are your values? Like, can we meet on the imp- in the imperative, more imperative things? What's more paramount to you that you hold value? So how people act in their house is very, very keen in terms of are, is the other person going to be comfortable? Like when it comes to those, uh, those situations, when you're with, you know, you're the other person and you're trying to make things happen, here's your life. This is how it's going to look. Is this something that you're open to? Is it going to be an amiable kind of experience for you? that is positive. And I, I would just like totally recommend to don't prolong anything. Make sure that you're you're ready to get to it. You're ready to discuss it early. Earlier the better. Earlier the better because there absolutely are culture clashes, but those don't we don't let those hold us back. At the end of the day, if you really like the person, if you can love them, values, building that relationship and to coerce each other is gonna be way more important than anything else.
page. Okay. So, uh, IJ well said, and I, I do you, have some you. overlapping uh, ideas on that matter. As um, but I'm going to start <laughs> by saying that um, in terms of Ashkenaz, dating Sephardi, Sephardi dating Ashkenaz, I think as everything in life, there should be taken case by case basis. You have to do your research. You have to know yourself. Um, yeah. And the other thing is um, family is a big deal. So both on the Ashkenaz side and the Sephardi side, know your relationship with your family, know what you want for your family, and don't hide it. Bring it up, like Isaiah said, as early as possible, because that might be an area where you cannot compromise on. And the last thing is um, in terms of values matching up. So, you know, values are the most important thing. I agree with that, but I do have something to add, which is I think that culture in the home may be just as important. And that's like your everyday, day-to-day, the way you live your life. So yes, there are values and that's very important, but culture may just be up there as important. And I think you need to make sure that either you're open um, to another culture, you're comfortable with it, or if not, don't date, you know, Svardi or Ashkenaz. I just want to say, personally, I learned a lot today. So thank you, Leah, for informing sure. me and I'm sure many of the listeners as to a little bit of uh, what's behind the scenes in the Sephardi home. Yeah, I mean, growing up definitely in a Sephardic home, it has its many differences. And I think the one advice that I would give people who are dating the opposite um, denomination is definitely to be more open don't just think that every Sephardi girl is the same as every other Sephardi girl that you dated before or if you haven't dated a Sephardi girl before. But I think relationships are definitely hard to compromise in general. So if you're looking into the other um, culture, be open to it. And if you're not open to it, I wouldn't suggest going into another area. But you need to, if you guys are compatible and you guys have so much to do with each other and everything will work out, it could work. It's not it's it's. It's not as hard as people could make it out to be. I think if you're just more open and you're willing, then it could really work and it could be beautiful. That was nice. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I totally agree. I think that there's definitely value in dating the opposite culture. And I think that's one of the things that we have to, before we decide you know, who we want to start going out with, uh, one of the things I, I would recommend is just taking a look at you know, understanding what that other person is looking for in terms of family culture. I think that's a question that is a good thing to look into. And uh, even though people are fluid and flexible and they can always adapt, you could always have the guy that's so used to getting served and then he learns over the years that, you know what? The wife wants me to serve as well and then he's going to go and do that serving and he's going to be happy about it. And you have the guy that doesn't want to change the way he does what he does and the way that he expects his family to run and those are the type of things that are very important and should be emphasized and uh, potentially even put on the shit of resume i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, so those are my thoughts um i hope you guys uh yeah i know i did i did and loved having all of you fifi leah and Paige, it is uh, so refreshing to have, you know, people of different backgrounds and different experiences in their shidduch journey trying to get there. I call it the single siblinghood that we share. 
because we're all in it together we're all looking Jewish. to get married and find, <laughs> find <laughs> the rest of our lives. So as I usually sign off, happy face, smiley face, silly face to all you fans out there. This is the Nobody Talks Shaduchim podcast. The LMNO Broadcast Network.